welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 how are y'all doing? I'm, of course, your host, Mark Kuznez, and I've got quite a few games to talk about for this year episode. Nothing news-wise, but I mention news regardless, because apparently, according to NG, at the very least, my elbow falling off the table. He supposedly likes hearing my takes on news, in which case I posed this to him and I posed this to the rest of you as well. If you want to hear me comment on news stories, comment. Leave a comment on the YouTubes, on the site, somewhere, with a link or a mentioning of whatever story it is you'd like to hear me comment on. So you comment on my comments, or my stuff, because it's not a comment. Comment on my content with a comment featuring the content you'd like me to comment on in future content, if you know what I'm saying. I've lost track of what I'm saying, but you, you get what I'm getting at. If you get my get. Uh-huh. Huh? If, you, if you... Anyone... Wants to hear me talk about something in particular. Wants to get my take. Feel free to let me know. Because I am still very bad at keeping up to date with what's going on. News-wise. And... I don't know when that's going to change, so... It's better off... We're all better off, that is, if you do the work for me. And then I'll chime in with my two cents. Mm -hmm. I have no other news to talk about because all I... Even since the last episode, I don't know if anything substantial about the FTC stuff has come out, probably. But it's all become a blur. I don't know what's current, what's old. I just wish it would all end. Just stop. Get out of here. I'm done. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of it all. Anywho, what do I have to talk about game-wise? I have Ball of Porcupine, AEW Fight Forever, Apico, Nova Lands, Lunark, and Shame Legacy. And we're going to start things off with Fall of Porcupine, which is a... Narrative-heavy, narrative-centric adventure game. 2D art. Very, very pretty. It's immediately reminiscent of both in terms of the vibe and what I assume the structure is as somebody who hasn't played this game, but also visually of A Night in the Woods because the world is filled with anthropomorphic people, so everyone is some type of animal but with human features, standing on two legs, talking in English, you know, human stuff. And the story follows you, uh, Finley. You are a bird of some sort, I think. I believe you're a bird. Now I'm questioning that. You're not a porcupine. That's the one thing. I have not run into a porcupine in all this in all my time with the game yeah you are a bird 
I don't... Are you just a straight-up pigeon? Because one of the things I know the... The game eventually veers into is the healthcare system. How unfair it can be. Classism and stuff of that nature. But I have not gotten to that part because... After about a little over an hour of playing it, I just wasn't drawn into the world or the characters. I didn't care about these characters. It is, again, a narrative-centric and heavy game, so it is mostly reading and reading and reading. And while the writing is all right, it's not special enough to make me want to be where they're going. And maybe there'll be something soonish that will hook me. But I think in a game of this nature, if it hasn't done that after an hour, it it doesn't warrant or deserve my continued attention. If you can't grab me in an hour, when that's pretty much all you have going for you, I'm sorry, but time is money and this honey gotta spend their money elsewhere i don't know but i wasn't drawn into the world and then what little gameplay there is because there are many games related to you being a doctor because you are a doctor in this world the game starts where you are having this not so much episode but right before or, or right before you have some kind of injury and you wake up after being uh, out of commission for a little bit, return to the job, and yeah, it, it just, the story just did not grab me. It just did not grab me. And then the mini games are. A little bit broken and also not great you have one where you are i can't remember if it's for diagnosing a person but all you're doing is holding a certain number of buttons as they're showing up on screen except i think it was the right trigger button in particular that when it shows up on screen right trigger does not i'm playing this xbox right trigger does not correlate to the button they're asking you to press it instead shows or acts as if you press the button it's it's asking you to press when you press the right bumper however and not press but hold it when you do still hold it it would not transition to the next set of buttons so it still wouldn't work and i would end up getting a C or a B at best when they would give me my grade for that particular minigame. And that was frustrating. But then there was another minigame where I have to balance the pills I'm giving someone so that all these bars fill up to the right level. And I thought I did that one well. Then I got a C on that. And, and, and the little instances where you are asked to do this minigame or that minigame, they're just not engaging. They are either, again, broken in little ways that 
don't impede your progress, but make it so that you will not do as good of a job as you wish and, and could in the future lead to some story direction because you are performing poorly as a doctor and maybe that leads to something happening in the story. I'm not sure about how open this story is in terms of multiple endings or anything of that nature. You do have occasional choices dialogue-wise, but that again seemed inconsequential, not substantial. And it was a bit of a bummer because it's very, it's very, very pretty. But that's about all it has going for it in my book. The writing again is fine, but when you're when your game is mostly writing, probably gonna have to do better than fine to keep one's attention. So sadly for all of Porcupine was not so much my jam as much as I wanted it to be. But I think it's it's worth checking out if you are a fan of these types of games. And especially if you're a fan of Night in the Woods, there's probably a, a, a decent chance you'll be into it. I can't compare them directly because I did not play at Night in the Woods, so I don't know how much that writing would work for me. Maybe I wouldn't like a Night in the Woods either. Maybe it's just not my thing. We won't know until I get to that game which it'll happen when it happens there's also a trigger warning at the start of the game as well I believe about it covering time because it I was a little bit concerned and I guess I just didn't get to that part yet given what's going on in my life and some friends life lives um, I was a bit concerned that it might be a bit rough for me and it may eventually get to that point where stuff relating to the healthcare system and people being sick and dealing with all of that and potentially dying because of this or that. It is something that, depending on your situation, might be something you don't want to experience at the moment. So keep that in mind as well. Next up is AEW Fight Forever, which is the wrestling game from I don't know if they're still called was it Ukes? The old SmackDown developers I believe. So it's either a lot of former devs or still that studio. Making a wrestling game that is supposedly harkening back to the old days, the good old days of stuff like No Mercy and the like from the N64 and PS1 era. I didn't have a Nintendo 64, Nintendo. I didn't have a 64, so I didn't really play No Mercy. I think I may have played a little bit of it here or there at some point somewhere, maybe in a demo kiosk. But I was mostly... uh. I think it was from Acclaim. And what was it called? WWE. Or it would have been WWF at that point, right? I remember on PS1. I really liked it. And I think 
it was maybe the first wrestling game that introduced the use of weapons more than just chairs. Why can't I think of what it's called now? This is bumming me out. I really like that game. That's maybe my second most played wrestling game after Here Comes the Pain, which is the best wrestling game ever made. Case closed. The end. Just give me a remaster of that and I will be very, very happy. Maybe the newer ones are pretty good too. I wouldn't mind trying them out. But this is a throwback to those games with a more simplistic combat system where it's very traditional. If you've played wrestling games in the past, you have your basic punch and basic kick, and then you have your grapple. And then when you grapple someone, you push in a direction, press one of the face buttons to do various moves. And that's pretty much the crux of it. It feels okay, I guess, but it did not, in me, bring back memories of the years, the many years in which I used to play wrestling games and love them. And and it could be, because when I was playing that, I was thinking to myself, as much as I used to play and love wrestling games, I don't know if it was ever, ever because of the actual gameplay. It was the spectacle. It was because either I was really into wrestling at the time or in the case of Here Comes the Pain, which I was also still into wrestling at the time. I love the story mode and the ability to create my own character and then go down my own path where I could make my own choices, align myself with various wrestlers, romance Lita, who I was very into at the time, and then she fucking backstabbed me. Fucking piece of crap. What a... Ugh. God, how could she? How could she? How dare she, actually? But I, I love that aspect of the game. And there is no spectacle or significance to the story mode in AEW 5 Forever. One, there aren't a lot of... There just, there just isn't a lot of content there, period. There aren't a lot of match types. You have one-on-one, two-on-two. Maybe there was a three-on-three as well. Then I think a free-for-all four-player match. Ladder match. What is essentially a Royal Rumble, but since it's not the WWE, it can't be trademarked as Royal Rumble, or it can't be called the Royal Rumble because it's trademarked, so it's the fucking, hey, this is the Emperor's new groupie groove match, whatever the hell they called it. It was clearly a Royal Rumble without being a Royal Rumble. And then an electrified fucking rope match or something. But that was pretty much it. There's online play I didn't mess with. And when you are going into a match, I don't know. So we have to keep in mind, I don't know anything about AEW as well. I'm not one who's still watching wrestling in general. I I gleamed a lot from playing this and what the AEW seems to be. 
<laughs> I didn't have a lot of fondness for their jam, but when you have the ring intros, the the walks to the the ring from your various wrestlers, they just do a little something on that initial podium type thing, a little like yay crowd woo, and then they're they're they move on to the next wrestler, and there's there's just no spectacle, and when it's it's relying entirely on its gameplay. That gameplay has to be freaking fantastic. It has to be super fun or super deep or super something. And if it's super anything, it's just super fucking bland, which is what I think and assume AEW in general is like. These wrestlers don't seem to have a lot of strong personalities. And it just seems like they're they, they from the, the some of the promo videos I was watching. And I, the thing is, I don't think we should just accept that the WWE is the end all be all. They're too big; nobody can compete with them. But AEW seems to be really up their own ass and think they're hot shit without having proved themselves. In any significant way. I'm just making wild assumptions though. But. I I did not. They did not endear me towards them. With what I have seen from them. And then the, the story mode. Is very very bare bones. You're just going around. From city to city. You do a bit of training. You have a few choices. In terms of what you can do to boost your character's performance or heal them between matches so you can go out to dinner you can go to the fucking hospital go work out or this or that do a little promo but it, it's it, it doesn't really fucking do anything the running animation also is incredibly weird I do not like it that was me struggling between whether i wanted to say i did not like it or i do not like it and i did not like it and i also do not like it i did not like it when i was playing it and i do not like it when i'm thinking back on it so i am not liking it in the past present and likely future but i i i was very not into any of it and I've heard other people talk about the game and everyone seems to be in agreement that what the game is lacking is content in terms of match variety having a significant significant story mode etc the creator wrestler seems pretty limited and you have to do a bunch of stuff to unlock various things for them the visuals aren't all that great the storm mode also feels like something from the very, very early PS2 era in terms of its quality and whatnot. But more so than that, while many seem to think the core gameplay is there, I wasn't enjoying it. I just wasn't having fun in the matches. And that's, that's ultimately the most important thing. I could have forgiven the game for a lot of things if when I was 
in the game, playing it if I was having fun. Because it has that that very traditional control scheme and setup. And then the way the finishers work is based off of momentum. So you could build up your momentum meter pretty early and able to perform one of your finishers. But if you end up taking too long or the opponent gets a reversal on you, you'll immediately lose that momentum and your ability to do a finisher, which is a kind of nice system. But I just I wasn't having fun playing it. So that's AEW Fight Forever. Fighting forever, I will certainly not do. I'm fighting for never. I'm done. Apico is a beekeeping game with 2D art and a seeming fondness towards deforestation and wanting you to just destroy the environment for the sake of keeping bees, getting that honey, breeding them, finding new species, and all that jazz. It is an incredibly, incredibly, incredibly talky game right from the start. It throws you through so many tutorials, so many different types of systems, and has you reading more so than acting on all of this information which makes it a bit of an exhausting experience to start. Once you get past that initial dump of tutorials and text, I found the game surprisingly tedious and dull. And what really stood out to me is that there are a lot of things going on in the game. There's a whole crafting system and a building system that allows you to create your own buildings. You put up walls, you put up doors, you put in flooring, you can decorate them. You can do a whole bunch of stuff in this game in addition to keeping bees and breeding them or putting them into hives where you'll get honey from them and so on and so forth. And there's a lot of information about bees and, and stuff to learn in the game regarding beekeeping and bee culture, bee nature, etc. But then they feel the need to throw in all these other systems that I don't think need to be there. I don't want to or need to in a game like this go around collecting resources. I don't want to go and chop down all these trees, collect lily pads so that I can create oxygen for this or that or whatever the hell it was. Go and collect flowers, all this other stuff. I don't I don't want to do all that. I don't want to build buildings. It just becomes a lot of busy work. Busy work. And it gets in the way of the B stuff that I wish the game was more focused on. Let me let me just keep bees and breed them and do all that. And you can say, well, just choose to do all that. But you need to do all the other stuff. I need to go around collecting resources so that I can craft this or craft that and then I need to 
in order to make money seemingly collect resources so that I can craft items that I can sell because none of the people, everyone is able to purchase stuff from you, but none of them want to purchase the raw resources that you collect and none of them want to buy any bees you collect or breed or any of that. So it seems like the only way to make money, at least early on, is by collecting resources so that you can craft items that people find useful and then sell those to them for I think 10% of their value. And it all feels like a game that is throwing a bunch of uh, crap at you, putting a lot of systems that don't need to be there in it and prolonging certain aspects of it in order to make the game meatier or longer for no reason other than to create an artificial sense of value via game length which I'm never uh, a fan of but I when I did get past all those initial tutorials I couldn't find the fun in it or a reason to keep playing I, I found that the all the other systems outside of the beekeeping stuff not only got in the way of me or, or felt unnecessary, they also just got in the way of what makes the game unique and special by making it feel like so many other games, but also by being there and getting in the way of one's ability to focus on the stuff that makes Apico interesting, which is all the beekeeping stuff, because there's a lot of interesting information there. Yeah, that was a bit of a bummer. Novalands, however, was something I was very into. Another 2D game where you crash land on a planet and you land on a small island, a hexagonal island, and you're gradually opening the island up more and more, finding more islands, that is, to jump through, uh, opening up the planet more and more, finding new NPCs and characters in that initial hour or so. And what I like about this game compared to some of the other ones is that it immediately throws you into the thick of it and doesn't overflow your brain with a bunch of texts and tutorials. It doesn't talk you to death to start things off. It just teaches you via actions. And it's, it's a very kind of weird amalgamation of a bunch of different games. There's aspects of No Man's Sky in it where uh, specifically No Man's Sky when you land on a single planet. There's not planet jumping. You're not going to be traveling through the galaxy or anything. It's, it's situated on a single planet and you will be going from island to island by using a little jetpack to jump between them because they're pretty close to each other when you unlock, uh, once you unlock them through resources. But when you first start the game, you have only at your disposal this resource gathering gun or whatever, which is reminiscent of no Man's Sky, and you go around shooting various resources in the environment, plants and rocks, and eventually you'll destroy them, 
breaking them down to resources you can gather and then use those to create structures that will open up other aspects, uh, eventually allowing you to create your own drones, which can be programmed to collect resources for you and store them in designated storage areas, crafting centers, research centers that allow you to learn and develop new technologies that can make more droids, make droids more useful, so on and so forth. And then certain resources you gather uh, will allow you to open up new islands, which will have new resources. And maybe the fourth island you unlock is where you'll eventually, because once you're exploring all these various islands, there'll be more crash landings, more NPCs you're interacting with who will unlock new stores and systems for you once you get to the island where all the people live. And that is that fourth island where after you've collected the resources for these characters, they'll give you stuff like the ability to outfit your character in more stuff or purchase new equipment and so on and so forth. And there's there's aspects of Stardew Valley in it with a bit of farming and that resource gathering. I mean, that, that was more of the no man's but there's... There's a lot in there. There's a leveling system with a skill tree. And I just had a good time with it. There, there, there's a bit of a story there, but really, the game is a great podcast game. Turn off your brain. Just go around collecting resources. Level up. Explore the world. See what's going on. The email I got with the code for it I believe said it's like a 50 to 60 hour game when all is said and done. At the pace I was going at, that seems ridiculous. However, maybe at some point the islands become much bigger, but they are very, very tiny to start. And another thing I like about the game is that it's a relatively chill game. I've run into one animal that is a bit hostile if you mess around with the stuff they use for resources and stuff. Uh, But there's also a skill that you can eventually unlock that allows you to collect that resource without aggroing them so they'll be cool with you, which is nice. But I enjoyed it. I I liked it. I'm I'm looking forward to playing more. It's It's a good chill game. Great for podcasting. Then... Lunark is a a puzzle platformer in the vein of stuff like Another World, Flashback, the original Prince of Persia, where you have these very detailed animations and it's all controlled in a very deliberate way where you press your inputs and then you watch the animation play out. There's a bit of a delay in that. It's not a very fluid one-to-one type of gameplay if you've played any of those games or, or, or know what they're like. And I've come to realize I'm not overly fond of that system as, a, as much as I appreciate the visual fidelity and beauty of those animation systems. From a gameplay standpoint... I don't like it so much because 
it does feel like everything's on a delay. And I wish I had tighter controls so that there wouldn't be instances where I thought I was jumping at the edge of a platform, but I didn't press the jump button early enough. And throwing all that aside, though, or, or, or whatnot, one, game looks beautiful. Very, very pretty. A lot of color, which I appreciate. Something that I don't always attribute to games of this nature. But the story, you are this young... I'm not exactly sure what your job is, but you go on a mission for this dude Gideon, I believe his name is. Which isn't that the name of the bad guy in Scott Pilgrim. But you go on a mission to collect something and then when you return to the business there's a bomb on your ship which then goes off and people are upset at you so they're out to get you and there are droids after you whatever it, it the, the story did not grab me then the gameplay one combat super dull and super boring Maybe it gets more complicated as you go on. I also got a gun upgrade at one point, which I did not know what it did to my gun to make it more powerful or anything. I, I didn't I didn't understand or get any idea of what that upgrade was. It just told me it upgraded. I was like, okay, I don't know what you upgraded. I don't know how it's better or anything because you didn't fucking tell me anything. Great music. Great music to all. I'll give it that. But... The combat ultimately was just, I run into some kind of hostile, whether it's a droid, well, whether it's a, like a android or a flying droid, and before they can come at me, whether it be a flying droid that is trying to get up on me and attack me very directly, or an android that wants to shoot their gun at me, when I would fire at them, that would cancel their animation and their attack. It would reset them so they'd have to start over. And the damage animation would take long enough that your gun works off of a energy system. So if you fire fast enough and enough shots in a row, your energy for your gun will be depleted and have to wait for it to reload. But it, it is gradually replenishing its energy while not firing as well, so you can stretch out how many bullets you can fire before reaching, before depleting it completely. And with that, the way combat works is that you fire one bullet, just one bullet at an enemy, because you can't damage them while they're in their damage-taking animation. So there is that delay or that, that wait period for them to finish that and reset so that you can damage them again. And in that time, you're able to wait and allow your energy on your gun to replenish a little bit. And at least in that first hour and a half or so of the game, every enemy was able to be killed without having to worry about them even firing a shot on me. Because of that that pattern, more than enough time to and, and more than enough shots to kill them without having to worry about depleting my 
energy completely. So the comet is dull. The platforming, again, it's fine for what it is, but it's not exactly my jam. What is especially annoying, though, is the checkpointing system. The checkpointing system can be pretty bad. The nice thing about it is that any action you performed is still done. So, so if you pressed a button that brought up a platform or you did something that changed the environment or opened a door or this, that, whatnot, all of that stuff remains. You just have to get back to where you were. And sometimes that can be especially tedious. But where I ended up quitting the game, because I, I was I was enjoying it enough, I'd say, to want to keep playing it, in part because I really like the music and the visuals. And I was willing to put up with the stuff that was annoying me. I got to a point where I did not have any idea of where I was supposed to go. I couldn't go one way because I would die from these lasers. I couldn't jump up to this one platform. It just wouldn't let me. And I couldn't jump up to the other one. And that is where I left it. It, 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 it was not good enough to make me care about trying to figure out after I failed that section a handful of times trying to jump somewhere, do something, and fall into my death or dying via lasers or whatever, and I, I was done with it. That's Lunark. Last game is Shame Legacy, which is a first-person horror game that is all about the cat-and-mouse gameplay, stealth gameplay of running and hiding, avoiding enemies, and unlike a lot of games that slowly build you up to that point, pace themselves a bit nicely, make it so that you're not dealing with hostiles to start things off and it's just try, trying to get you into this world and into this story and maybe get you a little invested in the game first. It just throws you right into the cat and mouse gameplay and it's fucking, it sucks. It's awful, does not look great. I don't give a shit about this story. And the stealth gameplay is bad. It's frustrating. It's tedious. It's instead of you eventually will get a cane that allows you to get away from an enemy to push them off and run away from them. However, the mechanic of getting away from someone is already annoying where depending on if you are on the ground trying to push them away or standing and try to push them away, you have to put the right analog stick into a designated spot and then you have to tap a button repeatedly and then hold two buttons to break away from them. Once you do that, you end, you, you enter a fucking freaked out state or whatever. And when you're in that freaked out state, you can't do that again. So if another enemy or that enemy gets their shit back together and tries to kill you again, you're going to die. It's going to be an immediate death because you're so freaked out you can't push anyone else away. And the only way to get back to a normal state is to drink this juice. Well, it's not juice, but just whatever. This medicine or whatever that will calm your ass down. One, 
very very stupid i i i never tested it out because i could not care less there's no safe mode no difficulty options it's just a regular uh, a single difficulty but what makes this whole system even dumber is that 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 liquid that medicine that you need you can only get it by finding it in the environment if you find it in the environment when you don't need it when you're calm and whatnot and maybe you want to hold carry a few on you for situations where you need it you can't do that you can just drink it even when you don't need it you can't hold any on your person so if you end up in that freaked out state and you you want to you know get back to a normal state you have to then go and find that shit in the environment what the fuck is that? That is just weird. I don't like that. But the 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 stealth mechanics are just not good. The story, whatever. It, it's it's just bad. It's very bad. And because the AI is as dumb as it is, or as limited as it is. The game can become tedious with dealing or, or getting through sections because they're not smart enough to move an organic way. You can't you can't play too much around with the stealth in in in, in, in ways like picking up rocks and throwing them to distract them because there's nothing in the game that is built for a system like that. Your, your enemies have their paths and their patterns, and they will just follow that. They, that's all they do. Unless they see you, in which case, then they'll come running at you, and they'll catch you and kill you. But outside of that, they just they follow their, their same paths back and forth. No ways of distracting them or anything of that nature, at least from what I played, there's nothing of that builds into the game and it just sucks I'm not I, I don't like these types of games I don't like this stealth is hard and this game does not does not work I'm trying to think there's some there's one other thing I believe I wanted to say about it but I can't think of what it is anymore. It's just it's just bad. It's bad. Don't don't play it. Don't don't waste your time with it. But yeah, that is Shame Legacy, and that is going to do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site, the Patreon, the YouTube's, the Discord. All that jazz and more, etc., can be found over at pxsausage.com. So go there if you'd like links to all that and more. But yeah, that's it. That's all. So, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and a lovely rest of your week slash weekend. So for now, adios, arrivederci, bye!
مادری 